baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I don't love junior mints. I just don't hate them. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand why they are treated like second-class candy. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Oh, there's a, you there's don't a understand why a candy that is basically toothpaste wrapped up in stale chocolate is treated like a second-class candy. All right, I get it. It's a good, valid question. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Is there a time to change? You know, the three teams I've drafted this year... <laughs> Second-class candy is pretty good. On WGR Sports Radio 550. It's like I'm missing an arm this week without fantasy football. Just How did all that, how did, dare I ask, uh, how, how did they, I mean, you got, I, I don't, how did every one of your teams do? I'll take the rest of the hour off. I didn't have the hit rate you did. I didn't make 50% of my finals, I know that. Or 100%. 100%. I didn't make 100%. I didn't make 50 either. Uh, yeah. You know, it was always a different year for me in that I had a higher percentage than I would like of my teams were just dust, but the good ones were really good. Mm-hmm. That's a tough way to live, though, because I play in a lot of tournaments, and to win in tournaments, you just have to get insanely lucky because you're playing for up to like a $3 million prize. I mean, just... It's different than sort of the home league scene where you're hoping to squeeze out whatever it would be, 10 leagues, five wins, or whatever it would be. Like, that's Mm -hmm. obviously very good. So I had these five or six really exciting live bullets in the tournament, the playoff weeks. One even went to week 17 playing for 20,000, but finished in the middle in that one, which is okay. Uh Um, Just, it's going to take some thinking and i don't want to be in as many in the future because it just consumed my life like i i have to cut back i also know i'm going to be tempted to draft the february fixed draft that joe and sal are in with me going into its seventh year is the night before the super bowl that's a month away right you gotta start boning up (laughs) absolutely and i love that i love the Mm. process of ranking and sort of plotting um you know, Diggs has been a first-round pick for two, maybe three years in a row. He did get he did get to 100 catches, by the way. Yeah, yep. and 1,000 yards. Fourth year in a row. Yeah. He's the third player to do that four years in a row, 100 catches, I think, ever. Ooh, I did not see that. Um, I know the previous mark for the Bills, what, what, right, because Stevie Johnson set three, three consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Okay. I think that was the team mark for that, and I think Diggs obviously got a fourth one and beat that. So he's like, this year in drafts, he was like wide receiver four or five. Yeah. Ahead of CeeDee Lamb. Ahead of Garrett Wilson. Ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown. That's probably not happening. Uh, no. Puka Nakua wasn't drafted at all until like the last couple of weeks, maybe. I my buddy and I did have a team where we drafted him on April 30th, uh, which is awesome. Uh, that team won something. But Puka Nakua goes ahead of Stefan Diggs in next year's drafts. Got to. That's where we're at, folks. 
The Rams will have two because is Cooper Cup still that status? No, Nakua will go ahead of Cup. Okay. And so might Kyron Williams, actually, who one way of framing my year was I did okay for never having Kyron Williams. Actually, I had him in my league with you because I just, I don't know, something happened. Like, all right, fine. But I was never picking up Zach Moss and I was never picking up Kyron Williams because, like, I have certain analysts in my head who kind of all said he's too small and just, come on, really? And what happened? Not only did he hold up, they gave him so much of a workload, and he was effective. I mean, he was running back two in the whole league behind McCaffrey. Come on. just Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So I never had Kyron Williams. Yeah, so it was like sort of a interesting year. Not all good, but um, I think that's what – I'll stop after this, okay? I think that's what I wanted, though. It, it, like you can draft these tournaments, you can draft for the regular season, but you know you draft fewer rookies, more like James Connors and Mike Evans's, you know, guys who are like sort of boring. Um, and those two guys did awesome, and I wasn't drafting them because they're old. And I want Jackson Smith and Jigba and James Cook, who was fine, or whoever, right? Younger guys mm-hmm. that by the end of the year they get an increased workload. You know, their teams start to trust them, and these are the big money weeks, so you want mm-hmm. the right guys for those that weeks. Winds, but that, winds up. Yep. that way you're going to end up where I did, which is more of my teams were bad because I didn't have Mike Evans or Connor or whoever you want. Rashad White is another one. He's younger, so a different point. But I had a chance to win a lot and, you know, did okay. Anyway, what else is going on? What else is new? All right, good. It does appear that the Bills will become the first NFL team in history to play seven primetime games in a single regular season. We put okay, this out a couple hours ago. Settled that, okay. What about the Tampa? Somebody tweeted tweeted us about Tampa, and I didn't go looking, but that, they didn't do that? No. Okay. There are, there are plenty of sixes. We talked about this with Sal, but the Bills are going to be the first team. I don't have, like, official confirmation of that, but listeners and followers are doing the work. One went back 15 years. There's no way before 2008 that no. was his number that anybody had seven primetime games. They only played 16 games. And when when did flex, no thirst- well, flexing goes back pretty far? I think right, but it, it's not. It's more common now than it was 15 years ago. And there are way more night games. You have Thanksgiving night. You have every Thursday night. You have Saturday right. nights. You have just way more yep, opportunities right. to be on in primetime. You know. Yep. So I think the Bills will be the first ever to do it. Um, I've got so much written down. Like we were talk, talking about the many great calls and talking about scenarios and motivation and different things. Do you know what the top of the draft order looks like going into week 18? I do not. It's not something I have. Um, I, I take some measure of pleasure uh, with, with not obsessing about that when it doesn't involve the Bills. Okay. So I haven't done, I haven't really done any of the, you know, I even said, I think yesterday talking about the the national semifinals, like I'm watching Penix and I've watched him a handful of times this year and I love him and I haven't really even thought about what kind of pro quarterback he, he might be. I mean, it's just like, it's just like watching him play because I, I got Josh Allen. I don't need to worry about Michael Penix Jr. There's a lot of talk about him the last couple yeah. days. Yeah. Whether he's, you know, you've got people who think he's top 10 pick. You've got people who definitely don't. Um, I saw a Matthew Stafford comp to him, so I don't know if that's good. We've got months. But 
Here is the the interesting thing about the draft order going into week 18. Funny, a caller earlier said how like I've never cared about a Houston Indianapolis game. Last year, if you were a Bears fan, you'll never forget a certain Houston Indianapolis oh, game oh, man. where Houston went to Indy like they're doing this week in week 18 and stole a game with a coach that was walking the plank with a coach who was formerly the Bears coach and was definitely out and they win the game in Indy. They go for two to win it and make it, and that means the Bears have the first pick and not the Texans. And so this is the same matchup this week. But this year, so Carolina has, has locked up number one. The Bears own Carolina's pick, as you probably know, from the trade last year for Bryce Young and DJ Moore. So the Bears will have the number one overall. That's locked. Three teams are tied at 4-12 and 12 for second-worst record. New England, mm-hmm. Washington, and Arizona. So Steve Kornacki, the political analyst who they use on N- on NBC for something like playoff Football scenarios. In America, yeah, he's got the board just like election night. Yep. Yes. He was on a podcast today, I think maybe Peter Schrager, talking about what happens here if they all tie. And it's really close between Washington and New England for – their opponent's win-loss record, like strength of opponents is how they break ties with the draft order. It's like one win apart. And he said the key game is New Orleans at Atlanta because Washington lost to Atlanta and the Patriots lost to New Orleans 34 to nothing this year. So the Patriots would, re- for the draft order's sake, the Patriots would really want Atlanta to win, to beat the Saints, and worsen their cumulative opponent's record. Make sense? If New Orleans loses, yes, right, right, it, it, it's a it's a worse looking loss for New England, yes. right. And they only played New Orleans from that division, just like the Bills only played Tampa Bay from that division. It was the one off game. So um, New England plays the Jets. They might even be favored. I don't know. They it might even be favored in that game, but pretty even matchup. Washington plays Dallas, where they're a huge underdog. Probably Washington would then be the favorite to pick second, and New England and Arizona has no. Uh, look at it because their opponent's record is way way what would it be worse whatever it would be so they'd have to win outright arizona plays seattle they'd have to lose outright if you prefer (laughs) gotcha good thank you for (laughs) so probably new england's picking three or four yeah but they have a chance at two if they lose to the jets right and two of those three teams there new england washington arizona are new coaches Almost definitely. Are we are we there or, or just definitely? Do we, do we need the almost anymore for Belichick? Get, yeah, everybody thinks he's out. Right, Washington. And yeah, come on, it should be out. That's new owner too. New ownership. That, I mean, that has to happen. Uh, it has to happen. You, you you get a chance to sort of reset, start over. I mean, that's just absolutely new quarterback. I mean, it's absolutely what you got to do. Yep. Like assuming that they oh. draft a quarterback up that high. How many can we do this for like five or six minutes? I had this written down like early this morning and never even thought of it again. How many coaching changes do you think we'll have? Oh, and I also had written down like who would be the a realistic most surprising firing? Mm-hmm. All right, I've heard um, the Chicago coach is staying. Yes, we'll get more on that from our buddy Joe Ostrowski tomorrow, probably. Jets, too. <laughs> yeah. Jets, too. Yeah, the Jets guy isn't going anywhere. 
Well, uh, let, let, how many did we already have? Like, how many vacancies are there right now? Like, like, like Chargers. Ch- Chargers. Uh, Raiders is interim. Right. There's a, Carolina is interim. Right. And isn't that it? I think that's it. Might be it. Yeah. So three. All right, so how many more do we get? All right, well, I definitely think New England is Four. going on that list. Um, Washington? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I was going through the AFC. Like, oh, that's sorry. It, that's it for the AFC, I think. Add New England to the list. I don't think anybody else is doing anything. Um, the Chargers already have an interim guy. Pit- Tennessee. Pittsburgh? Ten- Tennessee, Pittsburgh. They're not, they have another winning record. They have another winning record, and with, like, your name here quarterbacking, like, Tomlin is – bulletproof i think so five that and... might be the answer to the question about which one might be the most surprised like if 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 tomlin got fired in pittsburgh that would blow some minds i think i think he, he, at least is true for Vrabel. yes agree i agree it was supposed to be this kind of year yeah they didn't right. they didn't disappoint they were just supposed right. to be a step back so so washington's on the list atlanta's on the list atlanta's definitely on the list six uh, yeah uh you say chicago sounds like Eberflus is safe um, Saints, no. Packers, no. Seattle, no. Only if he retires. Yeah. Uh, no, I think we're, I think that's it. McVay says he's coming back for 24. Um, Tampa? They've done kind of well. Yeah, I think so. And, like, they're going to probably do some, maybe like a Geno Smith thing with Baker. That maybe might be the most reasonable thing to do mm-hmm. for both parties. Um, so I think they'll keep going and they may even, you know, they're, they're whatever they're, are they not favored to win that division at this point? Oh yeah. So they have Carolina, um, right? It might I mean, be a road game, but that's yeah. to win it. That's yeah. to win it. So that's, I think that's your list. Six. It's kind of easy. Yeah. Is give me one more. I've got mine ready. Give me one more. That would be mo- much more surprising. That may be, you said Tomlin for this, I guess already that may be possible. Uh, mine is Dayball. Hmm. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he. I breeze right past him, looking at the looking at the teams, thinking about this. I. I just don't. I can't. I can't see it. Again, injuries to the quarterback, especially. So yeah. I mean, it was kind of a mess. But I don't. I don't think he's going anywhere. Who would be the one of the six that would be the most surprising to not have a change? Ooh. Or maybe. I should do that the other way. Least surprising, like if they if Atlanta yeah. stuck with Arthur Smith, is that shocking? A little bit. <laughs> I think he's, a little bit. He, he's he's kind of been embattled. Like, it feels like all year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like Rivera though because because of ownership. I mean, it's just um. I think that 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 one is is not. I know there'll be a lot like, oh, he's so respected and well, always I mean, oh so God, respected. The, the Rappaports and Schefters of the world are going to be just falling over themselves with the bouquets. Um, and look, I, I'm not here to tell you the guy's not a good guy and a great coach and, and has accomplished a lot in the league, whatever. But there's new ownership, you're start turning pages and all that kind of crap. There's to me, there's no way that Ron Rivera is coming back to coach that team. I think in terms of like the big picture, he's kind of an awful coach. Like what? What they've done at quarterback this year has made no sense. He he takes Howell out for weeks. Set like last week, Brissett finally Brissett. The whole point of Howell was to to see, 
and you you get late in the I don't want to see anymore. So you're out of it, then you put your journeyman backup veteran in. That doesn't make any sense. And then this week is like we're sticking with Sam Howell. Just what kind of what kind of credibility would he have in that locker room when it comes to the quarterback position? And for years with him, just there he's been there for how long? He, Rivera has been the Washington coach for years. They've never had any Taylor Heineke. They've, they've just sort of randomly had these Wentz, right? He's been, like he's been there so long, they've had three team nicknames. That's a long time. They've been called different, and they'll, he might if he survives, he might get a fourth because they could change back. So they'll change, change, some, change whatever, change from Commanders to something else. Yeah, they they will do that. I think they will do that in the next couple of years. They'll do that. Commanders is a terrible name. I can't even say it. And sort of, I always have to, like, become reflective when I say that name. It just does not make sense as a name. I, I kind of liked Washington football team. Me too. It's kind of egotistical. Like, we are the Washington football team. Well, yeah, but what's your team name? That's it. I love it. <laughs> like, who are you? The Washington football team. What do you got? It's good <laughs> enough for, like, most I, soccer teams. Right. I kind of I like it. Right. Yeah, me too. Bills and Dolphins Sunday night. We've had a lot of fun today talking about it. If you ever miss a show, check out our Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Anything you miss, we get. A, I get. I'm sure you do too. A lot of feedback from listeners, especially who are out of town, out of the area, that that's they go through that to tap into the Buffalo sports scene through us and and um, and the Bills. So that's one way to do it. Or you could go to WGR550.com for recent shows. Today, Armando Salguero stopped by, as he often does when it's the Bills and the Dolphins. It's always enjoyable and informative, and we'll have that conversation for you right after this. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 